Here's the truth, folks. About to lay it down. You do not need me sitting up here. All of your answers are literally in the people next to you. And I think it's easy to get caught up in this idea that church is like this. You come and listen to someone speak who supposedly knows slightly more than you, which in my case is not true. Okay. And then, and then just, it's true though. I, I can learn so much. In fact, I can learn from every single person in this room, including our young people, but the reality is we show up to church thinking we're going to like just listen to Pastor Phil, Kathy, whoever else, and then go home and that's how we learn. But the truth is you all answered what faith was and what mentoring was just in your groups now. And I'm sure that if I asked any other questions, you would come up with answers with inside your groups. I'm sure of it. All right? This is what we need. Community. This is how we learn, discipleship. I learn more in my weekly um, random conversations with Phil or with Vanessa or with Marnie, with Kathy. I learn more from in those situations than, dare I say, I learn on a Sunday morning at church. Okay, because there's more of those. I couldn't possibly learn everything in one hour and a half on a Sunday morning that I need to know for my life. The reality is we need that and we need community and discipleship. To go without one or the other would be to miss out <laughs> on something that you could be learning. So I'm, I'm in no way um, saying preaching is bad and church is bad and all of that. I'm saying that's necessi- necessary, but so is discipleship and mentoring. So is community. So is generational community. All right? Ladies, I know we have book clubs and we get to learn off of peer groups. Men, I don't know what the heck you guys do at your men's talks. All right? We eat. Right. Great. But, but the truth is at, there's also a place for that. There's also a place for peer conversation because I would hope you weren't coming to our young girls talking about marriage and being a mum and all of those things that you actually need to learn from with people who are on the same journey as you. So there's place for that. But then there also needs to be a place where you take those things that you're learning and pass them on. All right, so what we're going to do is I'm going to invite Vanessa and Amani up. Everyone give them a round of applause. Okay, you've both got a microphone there. Do you want to turn them on on the bottom? Yeah, perfect. We've got orange and purple, by the way, sound team. All right, Amani, welcome to North End Church. She's come all the way from Hamilton, which is pretty cool. I know. Vanessa is family here, so welcome back. (laughs) So these two ladies are incredibly important in my life, and I'm going to ask them a couple of questions. Both of them are feeling a little nervous, so we're going to be nice to them, because I'm the crazy one that likes the microphone. These guys, not so much, all right? So we're going to be super nice to them. We're going to cheer them on, and they've got parts of their hearts that I know God wants to share with you. So I'll explain why these two ladies are up here. Marnie, I have known for six years, yep which is pretty crazy, since she was really little in kids' church. 
um, and we were both in Hamilton, and she has continually been someone in and out of seasons that God's put on my heart. So last year, was it last year? Yeah, at the Dot K camp, Daughters of the King camp, um, I didn't want to be a leader. I'll be honest with you, I made fun of it. Kathy can attest to that. I do not like hanging out with a bunch of girls at the best of times, let alone at a camp on uncomfortable beds, okay? I'm coming back because <laughs> we actually had a party. But um, I'm, Amani was out at this camp as well, and, and um, she was in my group. And for the most part, the older girls just roamed around and did what they wanted. But when it came to ministry time, there was such a special... Um, place for me to speak into the girls' lives and for the girls to receive something from God that they hadn't yet. And after that camp, Amani and I had some prayer time. I prayed with her. And after that camp, he, God really impressed on my spirit that I needed to step into a role of mentoring her. Now, saying that out loud at the time felt a little bit ridiculous because I didn't know what I could offer someone in that regard. In a, in a weekly or whatever it looked like mentoring relationship, I was like, mm, am I the right person? She's really cool. Am I cool enough? Is she going to want to listen to me? Like insecurities started playing in my head whether or not I was good enough to be in that position. I called her mum, who I've also known for six years. Shout out to Lana. All right. Um, and we both decided really that this was such a God thing, that they had been praying for someone and that God had, had sent them someone who stepped out of their comfort zone to mentor beautiful Marnie. So Marnie and I catch up nearly weekly. My life is a bit busy and I sometimes don't get to her. Hey, Marnie, sorry. Um, we catch up weekly. So that's Marnie and that's our relationship. We hang out, we cook food together. We just lay on her bedroom floor. We go for walks. We do stupid things. It's great, isn't it? It's fun. Am I the only one that thinks it's fun? No. No, it's fun. <laughs> okay. All right. And this is Vanessa. Vanessa is my mentor. So again, I was in a position, I, I really wanted a, a woman to speak into my life and that hadn't happened for a long time. I didn't have someone that God had specifically, I felt, put in my life to journey with me um, spiritually, there were mums around me, um, and that was awesome, but I was really praying for someone who was like-minded, who was very similar personality-wise, lots of things, okay, and um, that's not to, it's not at all to like um, put a downer on the other women that are around me, because there have been incredible women around me, but I really, I really was praying for a specific mentor, and then I met Vanessa, and um, had known her for a little while. How long have I known you? Maybe a year? More than a year. Has it been? Sweet. More than a year. And um, she was awesome. Like, from the moment I first talked to her, I was like, man, she's a cool lady. Like, I had a lot of respect for her immediately. And, um, and I went into a space of praying. I was praying in a service that I wanted a mentor, and God said I needed to ask Vanessa. And again, I had to step out of my comfort zone because I didn't want to ask someone to be my mentor. Like, it felt really awkward. 
Um, and a couple of weeks went by and God really was impressing on my heart that I needed to phone Vanessa and ask. And so I did. I just like one afternoon, I was like, nah, I'm just going to do it. And I was in my car and I called Vanessa and she said, hey, that sounds awesome. Let me pray about it. Let's both pray about it and then go from there. And I think that's a vital um, part in all of this is that in both situations, God was absolutely at the forefront of making these relationships work. And he knows what we need the most. He knows the type of person we need to speak into us, and he knows the type of situation we are in and the, the right person who will fit into that. And then Vanessa was like, hey, let's do it. And we've been catching up, and it's hard to shut us up sometimes. <laughs> but it's blessed me tremendously to have someone in my life who was just like, Ash. Okay, it's so good. It is, I need it, eh, Phil? So good, all right? So um, both relationships have blessed me in completely different ways, and I just wanted to chat to these ladies, ask them a couple of questions. Hopefully you guys can learn a little bit of the crazy amount that I have learned from both of them. So we'll start with Vanessa. Actually, fun question first. What's your favorite color? Red. Oh, money, favorite, ice cream, go. Cookies and cream. Mm. <laughs> Some fans, all right. <laughs> Vanessa, what is your favorite thing to do on the weekend? This is so mean. I don't like spontaneous things like this. Come to church, absolutely. <laughs> Love coming to church. Nice. Water skiing, if we go water skiing. Water skiing, cool. Money, what's your favorite subject to school? Probably English. English, but nice. Besides the learning stuff, probably sports. Sports, oh. besides the learning stuff. I like it. Okay. Um, Vanessa, would you call yourself a comfort, confident public speaker? I like it when I'm up the front, but I, but I don't tonight. So, um, yeah, that's weird. And it, all the lead up to it is very stressful. So, yeah, I don't know what the answer to that is. Okay. Really. No, that's a good answer. That's a good answer, right? So you don't have to be super confident and like feel like you have it all together to be sitting up here. I like it. Money, is this your favorite thing to be doing, sitting on stage with the microphone? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But you're up here anyway, aren't you? Yep. Why? Because um, you asked me to. <laughs> yeah, good answer. Good answer. I like it. Okay. I've already prepped these guys on some questions, so they're not going to feel so thrown by these. But the first one I have, Vanessa, is what did the word faith mean to you? We kind of heard from everyone else around here. What does faith mean to you? Um, okay, so I feel like everybody else has answered this question already. Um, but for me, it means total confidence and trust in Christ, not just for salvation, but for um, every aspect of my life. It's that, it's that deep sense of assurance that he's in control of every detail, even though it might not quite look like that uh, from the outside. And I think it was quoted, Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is being sure of what we hope for. It's that assurance, um, and it's being certain of the things that we don't see. Nice. Good answer. Marnie, what does the word faith mean to you? Faith is knowing that God is with me right now because I hate public speaking. Yes, that is a good answer. He is totally with you right now. All right, um, 
Vanessa, how have you intentionally grown your faith? Okay, so I had to think about this, but um, right from a young person, I have made deliberate choices. And I think the world is just so calling us, and there's so many distractions. And so these are some of the deliberate choices I've made, and I feel like it sounds really pious, but it's not meant to be like that. I just have recognized that we have to make deliberate choices if we want to grow in our faith. So um, I choose to be here on a Sunday morning or in a church fellowship wherever possible. So um, if, I, if I can't, you know, obviously that's all good, but I choose to be here. Um, I need to be taught by, from God's word and I need to be in worship and in fellowship with other believers and I need to have an opportunity to respond. And so it's about positioning yourself. Um, I choose to devotionally read the Word of God uh, and also to study it more in depth. And so I do that with other like-minded women in a small group. Uh, That gives me accountability and it keeps me seeing my life from God's perspective, uh, regardless of how difficult my reality might be. If I continue to be um, in the Word and then fellowshipping in a small group, then um, that gives me a better God perspective than if I'm uh, doing it on my own. I choose worship music over secular music always, and that's just a deliberate choice. Um, The truth in the songs, uh, they grow my faith, um, So, and they get into my spirit. And I think probably we'd all testify to that. I choose to listen to podcasts during the week, and if I get a chance in the car or wherever, if I'm just doing my housework, I've either got worship music on or I've got a podcast on. And I choose... Um, to respond in obedience as God speaks to me. I haven't always, haven't always done that, but that grows our faith as well. So that's my choices. I mean, I just learned a lot, so kia <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Money, how do you intentionally grow your faith? Um, yeah, I like to read um, my devotions a lot and just like write about it. And I pray um, to God nearly like every day and just like talk with him. And I go to church, and I go to my Bible study group um, on Wednesdays as well. Nice. These two have not collaborated. Do you hear how similar those answers are? There's a choice, right? Talking with God, reading your Bible, reading devotions, being in a study setting or a podcast setting. There are, there are already some overlaps here that is generation regardless, okay? It doesn't matter how old you are. Those are some choices. Money's 13. How old are you, Vanessa? <laughs> <laughs> she, fa- she actually forgot before. I couldn't remember. <laughs> she forgot. What did we decide? Yeah, I think we decided on 46. 46. Is okay. that right, Wayne? Is that right? Am I 46? No. Am I 47? 47. 1971. Sorry. <laughs> right. So at 47 and at 13. <laughs> Kathy. Kathy. Um, at 47 and at 13, their answers are, are incredibly similar. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm encouraged by that. Vanessa, have you always found it easy to connect with God? Okay, so this, I think, is about the state of my heart. Um, so if I'm hard-hearted and angry and resistant and rebellious and judgmental and walking in sin, then it is really difficult for me to connect with God. And I had a period of time after our car accident, which was 20 years ago, where I was really angry with God for 18 months, and I did not connect at all with God in that time until he dealt with me. Um, 
if my heart is soft and receptive to his voice, then the connection usually comes easily, but sometimes he is silent, and we don't always understand um, why. But I think for me, the short accounts with God around the state of my heart really, really helps. Money, what about you? Um, yeah, sometimes I do, like, sometimes I'm just, like, not in the mood to pray, just not in the mood to, like, do anything to connect with God. But I find it easier to connect with Him when someone's, like, praying with me or for me and, like, when someone guides me through things to say to God, like, when Mum does sozo with me. So. Shout out, line up. <laughs> Yeah, right. So from a, from a younger perspective, I do want to point out that part of money's answer is having someone pray with her and guide, with, guide her through that. It's so critical that we teach our young people how to connect with God because it's not just something you get born, you, you're born and you know, all right? Every time in my life that I've struggled to connect, um, I've had someone along the journey who has shown me a different way. And I've had to be open to it. My heart had to be right. Positioning had to be right, which is what Vanessa's speaking to. So older people, I want you to catch that. From Marnie's perspective, being vulnerable, sharing her heart, she absolutely needs someone to be on the journey with her, praying with her and guiding her. That's critical in her life and in her journey. All right? Thanks, Mum, for doing that for her. She's lucky to have you and Nathan. Um... Vanessa, how do you how do you feel that one-on-one discipleship or mentoring affects the wider church? So at the moment we're kind of talking personal um, and your relationship with God personally. How do you think mentoring or discipleship, which is what I touched on a little bit now, guiding our younger people, how does that affect the wider church? Uh, so I just think it completely strengthens the body. Um, it gives members of the body young people, if we're talking about young people, encouragement and accountability and godly wisdom and godly example. And Hebrews 6 says, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity. And when you do that with someone, like there's something really special about that. And it's hard to do it on our own. It's like anything, you know, if you're wanting to lose weight or whatever, you know, having someone that does that with you or journeys with you or mentors you or whatever, um, we need that. Um, so moving to forward into maturity more often than not happens as a more mature Christian works closely with a younger, a younger believer, taking them under their wing, guiding them, teaching them, coaching them, um, and it's just a beautiful relationship. Titus talks about it, the older woman teaching the younger woman, the older men being examples for the younger men. And um, as you read further in that, pa- in that passage, it says, all with the purpose that God's word would not be maligned, that it wouldn't be slandered or defamed, that we would be a strong church um, of people united, loving God together and growing toward maturity. When we bear the name Christian, we are, we are Christ ones uh, and we need to support one another uh, in walking that out in our lives, walking out what that means in our lives. Nice. I should just let you take over. You're doing really well. Um... Marnie, how has, how has having a mentor helped you along your journey, and do you think it affects the way you see church? Yeah, I think um, having a mentor is really good, and it's definitely helped me learn more about God and get closer with Him. 
and I've learned more about myself and who I am and who God has created me to be. And I like that I have someone that I can talk to and it's good having someone that is supportive and that can give advice to me about almost anything. Nice. Yeah, that's a good answer. Thanks. Vanessa, <laughs> what has challenged you about speaking into someone else's life? That is not on my question list. It is. It's the last one. How has speaking into someone else's life grown and challenged you? Oh, the last one. Yeah, I just reworded oh, it. I had some other great things to say. Yeah, we'll come, we'll come back. Okay, so um, how has speaking into someone else's life grown and challenged me? Uh, I think just doing it has grown my faith. Stepping out in obedience, even when I think I couldn't do it. And people would say to me, you can do it, but there's something within us that often tells us that we're not actually, we're not actually able to. And um, so I've been excited whenever God has shown up and given me the words when I, when I didn't have them. And that was proof that he was using me. And so that was really exciting. Um, yeah, I guess I've just been blessed and encouraged as I've received letters from young women who have um, overcome sin or gained victory in, in an area and um, maybe experienced some kind of breakthrough. And I guess there's just nothing like it, knowing that uh, God is using you for an eternal purpose that isn't maybe that obvious in a human sense, um, but there's some eternal work going on and that's that, that counts, you know, forever. And so that's... Yeah, so that's awesome. So it's definitely grown my faith seeing God turn up because it's not about me, it's about what he's doing, which is awesome, yeah. Yeah, good. Um, you kind of touched on this before money, but do you think having someone to talk to is important, someone outside of um, your family network necessarily? Yeah, I think it's really important because when you have, like, big problems, it's not good to, like, keep them in. You should always talk to someone about it like, especially someone that you trust. And even if you're not talking to them, like, about problems or issues, it's always good to just have a chat to someone about your day and just things you're looking forward to doing. And sometimes I find it easier talking to you instead of my parents because when I'm spending time with you, I know that I have, like, your full attention. Nice. That makes me feel a little bit teary. Because... Because I get it. Like, I grew up in a house with four kids. Money, you're from a family with four. Vanessa, you've got four children. I didn't actually realize that till just now. So every single one of us has grown up in big families or with big families, and it is hard, right? It's hard to, um, to fully have your parents' um, attention. And I'm sure with even only one or two in the house, they cannot give you their undivided attention 18 hours of the day. It's why we get sent to school. It's why we do lots of things, right? They just can't. They could, they could not give me the, as much attention as I wanted. That's for sure. All right. And I think what Marnie's touched on there is incredibly true is actually it's so nice to intentionally meet with someone. When I go to Vanessa's house, I feel like I'm her only priority at that time. We put our phones down, and we just chat. Usually she listens to me waffle on. And then I'm quiet and I listen to her response. <laughs> okay? But, but we're, we're each other's priority in that space. 
When I'm with Marnie, we might be doing other things, but she's my priority. Now, she's got three beautiful sisters who also love coming and chatting. Hey, Marnie? Yeah. <laughs> and, who, and who want some of my attention and who want to tell me about their weeks and their favorite thing that they did at school that day. But it's actually really important, particularly for Marnie, that in that setting I say, I answer to each of those girls and am excited about their lives and then have a, have a point where we say, okay, just Marnie and I are going to chat now. You know, we've become each other's priority in that space. And I, th- I think that's a really critical part because it's easy to just catch up and say, hi, how's your week been? But to actually sit down with someone and intentionally be built into by them or build into them, that, that's, I mean, I think there's something to be said for that, just even putting your phone down. Because the world we live in, you know, kind of revolves around our phone a lot of the time. What notifications are coming up? Have we missed a call? Have we got a text? I'm guilty of it. Vanessa will be talking to me and I'll see a text. I'll go, sorry. <laughs> she knows she's laughing because she knows. Whereas she leaves her phone upstairs or wherever we are on the kitchen bench because she's intentionally, intentionally, built. and she doesn't even talk to me about it. And I've noticed that as an action and it's challenged me. She didn't even have to say anything and it's challenged me. And I've learned something from it, okay? So um, we're going to pray shortly, all right? I don't have much else to say. Um, I really just wanted tonight to be, um, to be a place where you understood and grasped even a, even a little bit more how important it is that you build into someone's life and how important it is to have someone building into your life. I absolutely would not be who I am now without people who have spoken into me on a regular basis. Um, And that takes humility because it's not always easy to hear. It's actually, it's not always easy to give permission to someone to say, correct me, rebuke me, reprimand me. It's easy to say, love me, encourage me, build me up, leave me feeling good. It's not so easy to do the other thing. It's also not so easy to put yourself in a position where you think of yourself as um, knowledgeable enough or wise enough to do that for someone else. And I would challenge, particularly our over 20s in the room, to have a serious pray about speaking into someone's life because you do not have to have all of the answers. I do not have all of the answers when money asks them. And if I don't, I have my Bible and I have my mentor. Now, indirectly, Vanessa is speaking into Amani's life. Amani is not actually just gleaning from me or being spoken into by me. She is indirectly being spoken to by Vanessa because what Vanessa is building into me is allowing me to build into Amani. That's, that's the chain. That's actually how God designed us. And I think there is, it was really emotional for me this week talking to these two. And I think I said this on the the phone to Vanessa, just for the three of us to be in this room. And for me personally to recognize that, that they have a connection and they don't even know it. They don't, they've only just met each other tonight. Right. Um, And that it blesses me in ways I couldn't articulate to sit up here with the two of them and know that 
that actually I get to be a part of a chain effect that calls to action discipleship in, in the body of Christ. And I think that's really special, you know? How cool it's going to be one day to get to heaven and to look around and to see all of those indirect links. To see who's spoken into Kathy's life that meant she could speak into mine. To see who Jackson has spoken into in order that they could speak into the next generation. Because this, this doesn't last forever. I'm not on earth forever. But if I get to get to heaven and God says, look at the line, look at the legacy, look at my people moving in miracles and signs and wonders and in supernatural ministry because you spoke into their lives, I mean, I probably will cry a lot. Because if that's what I leave behind, I'm really happy with that. If I get to leave and lead a generation who will be bigger and stronger and taller than me, our world will be better for it. And I need people who believe the same of me, who believe the same of my generation. Vanessa is continually building me up in that regard. That you are called, you are purposed, you are sent. Her, her thing is not to stand up here and go, hmm, I mentor Ashley, and she's speaking to the church. Look at me go. That's not at all her hope or desire, and I know that. Her heart is so for me and for the things that God will do through me, and I absolutely feel the same about Marnie. She will do greater and bigger things than I ever could because she has generations speaking into her. That's how cool God is. So we're going to pray. I would love for you to just join with your partner the original person you sat next to. I don't believe it's by coincidence. I believe you're with the person you sat next to tonight and you chose that person because God wants to use you, both young people and older person, to speak into that person. So we're going to spend some time praying and then Keita's going to come and wrap up. All right? I would like you to pray for two things. First, I want you to pray... Um, over the person's future, okay? If you want to get prophetic, get prophetic. I'm all about that. If God has a word for them about where they're going, I want you to speak it over them. Young people, you are more than able. You have the same Holy Spirit that I do. You do not have, what does Bill Johnson call it? You do not have a junior Holy Spirit, okay? You have the same Holy Spirit speaking to me. So young people, I want to hear some cool words coming out of your mouths because I know you have the same God talking to you, all right? Future, and I want you to pray specifically around being built into and building into. So um, older people, so over 20s, I would like you to pray into the young person's lives that they would, they would actually have someone along their journey who would speak into them. And then younger people, I want you to pray for your older person that they would feel the call, and that God will prompt them to speak into the life of someone, all right? If God gives you a name in that space, anyone, older person, if you're being prayed for and you have a name pop into your head, I need you to write it down, go and pray about it, and get in contact with that person. Don't doubt that it wasn't from God, okay? Younger person, when you're praying for someone, when you're being prayed for to have someone mentor you, if you have someone pop into your head, Write it down, pray about it, 
get in contact with the person because God has designed this. Don't, don't doubt that name, all right? So let's pray. Thank you, Vanessa and Marnie, for being up here. That was awesome. I absolutely appreciate your answers. Did you guys appreciate what they had to share? Did you learn something? Yes. All right. Let's pray. Off you go.